0: To something to say how are you doing sam
1: i'm great i'm very happy to be here once again in something to say i do have something to say as always and uh i'm sure we're gonna have an amazing episode today because we have an amazing topic to talk about
0: yeah this is our sixth episode and we are going to talk about our language journeys and about uh, a lot of things and but before we start just don't forget to follow us on social media To follow Lingocast, to follow Sam, follow me. And if you are learning Portuguese or if you speak Brazilian Portuguese, you can also follow our new project, Lingocast BR. So Lingocast Brazil, where we are producing content about Brazil and about different cultures. We are going to interview people, talk about Brazilian culture, about our experience in Brazil. And yeah, it's definitely a project that we are really motivated And putting a lot of effort uh, on so yeah don't forget to follow us and if you want to be part of our patreon program lingocast brazil or lingocast you can find the links in the description of this episode once done today we're going to talk about the polyglot gathering and unfortunately sam couldn't go to the polyglot gathering and i would like to hear how do you feel about that sam so
1: um of course, I'm not gonna say I'm like super happy and excited. Yes, I missed the poly gathering. I would be lying if I said that, right? Um, so, um, of course, I wanted to be there, but at the same time, I'm happy that you were there and that like other friends were there and that people that I admire were there. Like, um, it's always motivating and it's always cool to see the interactions between you guys. Uh, how uh, how nice! Like, people most people think. Uh, I think a lot of people, because I used to think that too, that, you know, like, famous polyglots, or, like, people who are very, like, who knows a lot of languages, and they're very popular, that they would be... Um, not that they would be, like, uh, bad people or anything, but, like, you'd think that they would be, like, celebrities, you know? Like, they would, like, oh, I'm a celebrity. And it's actually not really. Like, I haven't seen, like, one person, honestly, to treat someone like... Like they are celebrity just because they are famous polygons or something. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen anything like that. I have seen the contrary. I've seen the opposite. I've seen people treating people really well, and it's always cool to see that. And I feel represented by my friends when they're there. So like I feel like like family. No, I, I wasn't there, but like I feel like it was because like my friends were there and like I interact with them on a uh, regular basis, and it's uh, always nice to see them uh, in this particular situation. And it feels like I was there as well.
0: Uh I don't know if you understand what I mean, Elise, with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally. Because I totally understand. Uh I remember last year I was not actually going to the Polygon gathering until my friends Lucas and Fabricio. They convinced me to go. And they talked, they were they were talking with Davide, Davide Gemello, that back then I didn't know him. And they told him that I really like his channel and he sent me a video and telling me oh it is it will come here I will be here next uh, or tomorrow and you if you want we can talk and I went there I went over the only the last two days and it was really amazing I'm really glad I'm really thankful to Fabricio and Lucas that convinced me to go João as well John Becker he was there so we had an a, amazing time but I was there for only two days and as I said I they really motivated me to do that and in the previous days when they were not do, they were uh, I was not there I, I was still feeling that i was part of that because i mean of course because I, I live in the city where it was happening but also to see my friends enjoying that you know to see my friends meeting other friends that i know and for me was yeah it was was really a, a an experience that I, that's why i'm saying that I, I understand you but yeah i'm 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 pretty positive that next year we are going to be in, che- in in czechia with us can be there and meet people i can introduce you to amazing people there and you can also introduce me to people that you know that i probably still do not and i think that's what the gathering is right to get to know new people and as you said i think the famous polyglots for me is very funny because well, i arrived there with luca uh, and other people uh, luca stefano rafa uh, davide and some people that i knew they came to me and they said can you introduce me to luca it was like yeah but i mean you can just go there and talk to him he's just like really cool really open and you can just go there and start talking to him you know of course like sometimes it's hard because when he arrives a lot of people come to him they want to talk they want to take pictures and so on but if you go to him in a moment that there aren't a lot of people for sure he will be really nice to you and uh there is nothing to to worry about it
1: that's so cool, man. That's really amazing. I've only interacted with, uh, I, I've never talked to Luca, like, actually talked to him, but I've talked to other, um, uh, polyglots that I admire, and they have been, like, super nice to me online. Like, I never met them in person, but, like, online, like, they've been great, man. Like, I can't say anything about anyone. Like, I talked to, I have already, like, sent a message to Alex Rollins, uh, because I watched one of his presentations and the Polyglot Gathering. Not just because of that, I used to watch him a lot. He was very, um, motivating for me in my like journey like years ago when I was starting out to learn languages and stuff like that when I saw like Alex Rawlings like especially Tim Donner like when I saw these guys I was like oh my god like so like this is possible you know like when you see that you see that it's possible You can learn multiple languages and I was like I was motivated I want to be like them this is cool and then I said I sent a message to Alex Rawlings and he actually answered me and he was saying oh thank you so much for the kind words I was like of course like saying bro I'm a huge fan I watched a lot of your videos uh, thank you for the content you put out like it motivated me i said something like that and he was like yo thank you thank you for the nice words like it's really cool it's really humbling to, to see something like that and, uh, super nice like really amazing person um and like it's it's so cool like to to hear that you know that validation that you said like to hear that confirmation that uh, they're really nice in person as well
0: mm-hmm. yeah actually uh I noticed that many polyglots they do a lot for the community a lot like publicly uh, publicly but sometimes they also do a lot like personally like and we don't people don't even know about it wow i'm saying that because for example there are people like richard that uh i mean we were in a restaurant just sat beside him and we started to talk about i mean poland about how poland has been changing and we talked a little bit about belarus and sometimes these people they share knowledge with you just for free just like you know for the for the community and also like i always mention lucas and fabricio right and i've learned so much from them in a sense that they have never asked anything back they introduced me to amazing people they uh taught me so they taught me their methods they share they shared with me um documents with methods with phrases and also like especially fabricio that i talk with him more about languages he's always there to answer my questions like how do you do that how do you learn that do you have any tips for this then he's always uh, he's always open to help and i think many polyglots are like that yeah even if you maybe people who see them only on, on on youtube for example or on instagram they might think that you know they are superstars or they are so far away from you, but actually, no, like they, they are really open to help and and I and they do that for the community,
1: definitely. definitely. You talked about Richard Simcott, and man, like it's insane what this guy does, uh, like online, uh, like you never know, said publicly, but like it's still publicly, right? Because it's like YouTube videos, but he was doing like it was a point, I don't know if he's still doing it, but every single Sunday. Richard would go on YouTube and Instagram and go live, and he would just answer people. Talk about a topic, language learning, and answer people. For free. He didn't ask anything in return. He didn't sell anything. Of course, nothing wrong with selling, right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's okay, like, I mean, it's totally fine. I'm just saying that uh, what he's doing is, like, um, he was sh- just sharing for free, like, you know. And I think that's such an inspiration, like, to just, you know, not hold, like, to your content, right? Like... Hold to your, like, uh, knowledge, not content, but, like, knowledge, you know? Like, ah, I'm not gonna share my, my secrets and stuff like that. But, like, dude's an open book. And most people are, like, all language learners, like, the 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 actual polyglots, right? They actually share so much. Like, if you look on, uh, if you go on YouTube, like, if you go on Luca, Lucas Lampariello, Luca Lampariello's channel, there's so much stuff there, bro. Like, dude has, like, an infinity, like, of contents to help you learn languages, man. Like, if you go there... You can like honestly, it's like a a lecture. Like if you go to Luca Lopriello and you go through the videos, you become an expert. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. It's like if you do the work, if you do what he's saying, I think you can become an expert just by watching Luca.
0: It's insane. Yeah. Totally, totally. And he has a book as well. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, yeah. But oh, talking about the polyglot gathering, I something that I I didn't do last year, uh, last year that I will add uh, that. And that i haven't done this year either but i would like to do next year is to record more things to use this opportunity to talk more with people interview because there are some people they come from so far away from korea from canada from japan and i don't know when i will have the opportunity to talk with these people like face to face and re-interview them and some sometimes the conversations are so spontaneous that you can just re- leave the microphone and talk so yeah that's something that i i regret not not doing not having done last time and also i regret not preparing any presentation i like i had so many ideas and at the end i I didn't apply for a presentation but that's something that i would like to do at least once next year so if you also if you'll be interested uh we can also do something together because i think um i i would love to do that i would love to to make a presentation but on, on the other hand, I think like, I've been to the Polyglot Gathering uh, in, here in Poland, but you've been to the Polyglot Gathering, the online one, yeah? So can you tell a little bit about how it was?
1: Bro, well, like, honestly, it's great. You have a lot of rooms to network, to talk, uh, speak uh, different languages. And a lot of people in the rooms as well. Like, I went to Italian room, and let, there were a lot of people there. I went to I, I even went to Japanese room even though I didn't understand almost anything. Like I was starting out with Japanese, I couldn't understand honestly. Like, understood five percent was, <laughs> it's much. But like, it's really cool how they uh, the people there like they received me because like I joined the Japanese room and I didn't know like basically any Japanese because I was just starting. And people there would already know like had a level in Japanese, like they could have conversations. And most of them, most of them were like native speakers, which is great, by the way. Like I love that. Like if you go in the Japanese room, most people are Japanese, you know. Um, and uh, it was really cool. And they like treated me really well. I didn't know much. I just said like I just introduced myself. Asked how they were, and they were like, "I'm good. How are you?" And they were like trying to be very basic with me, like I tried to match my level, and it was really cool. I loved how people interact there. Um, I also went to Spanish room um is it german italian french room it's so you know what what's the, the thing though i must i gotta be honest i wish i could be more rooms i wish i had more time to go in all like honestly i wish i had more time to just go in like in more than 10 rooms but i couldn't like i could just attend those that i mentioned uh but it was worth it man it was amazing i think like for the price that they are asking like it's very cheap i think i paid 20 euros 25 euros or something so it's not a lot um so like to to go and like practice a lot of languages for days right it was really cool they also reopened the the i didn't tell you that i think but they reopened it uh i think like after one week or something or after two weeks they reopened the rooms the weekend so like they had for free like people who paid they could already they could attend again like to the to the Conversations. And I think it's really cool, man. Like, I, I love, I would go to the, the online gathering again. I want to go to the, of course, I want to go to the next year. I want to go to the physical one. I want to be there and let's talk more about that presentation thing. I like the idea. So, like, um, yeah, man, I just, uh, I, I just love these kinds of events. So if it's, of course, I think in person is better. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I've been to, to some uh, local gatherings, local language learning gatherings, and I can tell you that in person is better
0: yeah and I, for people who still want to come want to join like any uh an event like that this year there is still the polyglot conference I think it's, it was supposed to be in uh in Singapore but now it's uh they they changed and it's gonna be in, in Hungary in October unfortunately I will not be able to go I probably won't go I I mean I I don't I'm not gonna say that I won't but I, I probably won't but also is is an opportunity i think the difference between the polyglot conference and the polyglot gathering is that polyglot conference is a little bit more formal the presentations so the gathering is more informal you have the opportunity to talk with people in a more informal environment which is also nice both are nice they are different and they're really interesting however in our country we also have our own gathering right i haven't been to polyglotar but i think sam uh, is going to and i think you can share a little bit more with us and how it is right
1: yeah so basically uh i i never been to a physical polyglotar yet i will in um in september but um in uh, i have been to the i have like presented in the onla- uh, online one the the you know Virtual one, the virtual polyglot. That I have I have presented there, and it's really cool. Um, it has a lot of interpreters and translators there, um, and you can also like people from different parts of the world, and it's it's a it's like it's for language learning, language learners, but also like for translators and interpreters. So it's also a great idea if you uh, want to know more about translation or about interpreting, or if you work with that already. I don't know, if you want to, like, network, I think it's amazing, like, it's great, um, both for language learners and for people who work in that area, in that field, or who want to work in that field, I think, like, it's, um, you have to go, man, because, like, also, like, the network and the people you meet there, you're going to meet a lot of people, I think, uh, just, like, like you said, you, you meet so many awesome people who like the same thing as you like, who do the same thing as you do or want to do, so, like, I think it's the perfect place for a language, like, enthusiast to go.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think when, when it comes to, to I think polyglot are maybe I, I maybe it's, I'm wrong, right? But when I was living in Brazil, I even had like a, a metaphor that was saying that being a polyglot in Brazil is like being a snowboarder border in the in Morocco, you know? Because it's like I don't know, maybe there there is no in Morocco. i mean I'm saying nonsense. But what I want to say is like. You are in a place where the the whole environment you have do not help you. That does not help you. Uh, people don't speak different languages. Many people are not in, interested in different languages. And maybe going to an event like that, you will meet a lot of people with similar interests, with people who think like you that have the same hobbies. Or if you are, you have your own project, is good for networking. You will meet new people. There are so many new, uh, many like stories that people they met their future partners in, a, in an event like in an, an event like that so i think it's also like a, a yeah, it opens m- new doors and it can change your life That's, that was the phrase that actually lucas told me the, uh, the th- uh, about the Polyglot gathering last year it will change your life and actually he was right it really changed it changed my, my podcast, it changed my networking it changed uh how much i've learned in one year just because i went there and i met amazing people so maybe if you were if are a language enthusiast a language freak or whatever you call it maybe you will have this feeling that you don't meet people who have the same hobby think the same but Honestly, when I was in the polyglot gathering, it's like everyone has this. The, we're all nerds almost there. And like we, we, we enjoy that. We enjoy talking about languages. And and when I come back to my my real life and I meet people that they are not actually interested in that. And they, they do other stuff. They do. They're interested in other things. But I think it's good from time to time to, to show to yourself that there are people who love the same things as you do and are interested in the same things as you do maybe as i think some Sam the does something that i really like that the lives and we invite also uh i don't remember the name i think you call it the polyglot talk the oh, polyglot
1: chat the, the, the
0: polyglot name. chat that yeah, you have the polyglot chat and you invite different people to talk spontaneously and they join and they talk and for me it's also a nice it's similar to a gathering it's small is alive but it's a moment for to, to talk to people that have the same interest, but also to show that these people exist to the other ones that are watching it. So this community for me is really important. And uh, yeah, that's something that I definitely would like to, to do as well.
1: That's amazing, man. Like, uh, if you're listening to this... Uh, by the way, before I go into the whole community thing, I think it's really cool. Uh, you said you don't know, like you're not sure if we are going to go... To the Polyglot Conference. Uh, so, Fabrício and Lucas, if you are listening to this, you can convince Lili's him again. <laughs> if you're going, you can convince him again. <laughs> but about the community thing, uh, I think, uh, like, I think this is amazing. Like, honestly, if you're listening to this and you think like, "Oh man, I don't have any friends who speak foreign languages," or like, I feel alone with this. Like, honestly, I, I watch some people online, but I feel like you know. Here in my real life, I'm alone, like, I don't have anyone. Like, bro, make sure you, um, you start interacting with people online as well, because that's good, you know? But, uh, see if you can find something local in your, where you live, like, uh, some kind of gathering to practice languages. Um, here in Brazil, we have the Clube Poliglota Brasil, and like, they have local gatherings, uh, in Rio, in São Paulo, uh, in other parts of Brazil. Uh so like you ha- you can find these kind of of gatherings and meetings to to just interact with people with the same passion as you, with the same like hobby, kind like of passion more, um as you and you can like meet a lot a lot of cool people with the same interests. So I think that uh you definitely should seek those things and, and you you're gonna find something, I'm sure. Like as now it's very very I know like there are like not the majority of the populations like multilingual or like to practice multiple languages but like you can definitely find something that is gonna suit you either online but preferably in person uh, to so you can interact with other people and uh, other communities I mean like I mean other people in that in that community right who just love love learning foreign languages
0: yeah yeah yeah, totally totally and there are many different ways to do that and actually i met a guy that lives also in warsaw so pavel uh really nice guy and he he organizes some meetings for like two people to practice languages like there's like the spanish evening the italian evening the others actually when they we can also invite him to to, to be part of something to say and i really like the idea you know if if someone in the city wanna speak some french they go to the french meeting and they know that there will be some french speakers there it's just like a bar like any other one but it's opportunity to meet new people so yeah i really like the idea and again it goes to the community thing that we were you were talking right I, i i think that we polyglots we really care a lot and we about this community we think a lot about that like we very often we are not individualist.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, this, uh, the whole, uh, I think like having other people around you, uh, who are like as passionate as you about language learning can they motivate you. Uh, and it creates a, a, like, a. how do how do you call it? Like a domino effect of good. You know, I think like if people are like motivating each other to learn and like really admiring and really uh, showing the world like language learning school like how, how many stuff you can do with languages like how many people you can learn you can meet sorry um, it's just uh, amazing and I think uh, uh, we should uh, just share more of that as much as we can so that uh, it creates a like a good thing right so like a supportive community um, so a community that's not filled with people who are full of themselves. on the other hand with humble people who want to help each other and to grow together and uh, I think like this is what it's all about just motivating each other to learn languages and helping each other and uh, yeah because like we all want like in the beginning of our journey we all want someone like who would help you right who would like really want to see you improve and uh, this is what we want as well right for you guys who are listening like we want you guys to Take something positive out of this, and actually, like, that's gonna help you uh, either learn languages or just to be happier. Honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. I you, you mentioned something really interesting that sometimes we end up meeting people that they they become they are like inspiration for us, and they really help us. I can give the example of Lucas. Uh, I met him online two years ago, a little bit longer, yeah, a little bit longer than two years ago and he he really helped me a lot he didn't know me and he, we were caught he was calling me he, we were talking about languages different things it was before i created a podcast and it like in i can tell i can't say that a lot uh, a lot of the progress that i've made recently he impacted really the my, my life and what i've been doing and i also try to do the same with other people and uh, and i think that's also like the the community when you go to a place like that you meet these kind of people and i also had the pleasure of meeting a lot of amazing people like i met you sam with the podcast interviewing people but in, the, in these events you can do that and another thing that i find really positive is you can easily find a language partner because i think that finding a language partner online someone that you have never met that you don't know uh it's like the first contact you don't know how to talk to schedule that but after you talk to someone in real life and i, I can i can say about uh, i met a girl from serbia and we started just chatting a little bit in serbian and german and spanish and i just asked her like would you like to have to do language exchange when you have free time and yeah why not it is much easier because you already have this the the environment helps to to find it and when it's not it can be a little bit challenging to find a good language partner someone who understand the concept of language exchange to have the calls and talk so especially when you are a man I think uh, women they they are really fed up with guys who use the language exchange excuse just to flirt and find a girl and they are really defensive while in the polyglot academy, I think you can meet people that are more open, they understand more the concept. So it's, it really helps to find uh, uh, a language partner or to improve your networking.
1: Yeah, on that note, like, I just want to say something. Uh, I think that um, people should just uh, be more sensible and understand, like, where is the right place and time to do something like that, right? Like, uh, I- I'm not saying, like, like we said before, it's not impossible that, you know, there's a connection and then, like, two people, they get together in a gathering or something. But, like, it's definitely not the place where you're, like, going to do that, right? Like, to flirt or something like that. Um, so, like, as, as long as it's natural and mutual, it's fine. But, like, uh, don't push stuff, man. Like, just don't try and push stuff. Because, you know, if you're a guy and listen to this, don't push stuff. Because, like, that is actually gonna... It's only bad for you and for everyone. You know, and it creates a bad image of the whole thing, you know. It's not
0: it's not cool. Yeah, totally. My my language part my Russian language partner, she told me that she receives a lot of messages every day from men on apps like tandem. And the first message is already like, Hi baby, you know, these kind of things. Uh, and if for me it's really it's really sad yeah that people are just using the language exchange as an excuse while there are people that are really searching for a language partner that they really want or they have to improve the, the language so uh actually that's something we can talk one day about uh about language exchange how to do that effectively but yeah so uh we I think it's also to to understand a, a little bit like sometimes men uh, complain that they download tandem but no one answers. And, but to understand a little bit like the the side of women in that because there is this um, this defensive mode because of the whole approach that they've been uh, having from this from these apps and uh, communities so in the polyglot gathering in events like that it's much easier because the other person knows that the other person is understands the concept is also interested in the same thing so yeah it helps a lot to find a good language partner there
1: no absolutely and it's not easy like i said like it's a whole um it's 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 very tricky um actually like i think in the polyglot gathering you can find actually like a long-lasting uh language exchange partner someone is gonna be like practicing with you for a long time whereas in uh what happens to me a lot By the way is for example, I find a good language partner We're talking but then like we stop talking eventually because like we're both busy And you know, also there wasn't like that strong connection or like in person that we like let's do this, you know Like let's go let's create like a lexical. Let's, let's commit. in doesn't happen like that like usually so I'm jumping from language partner to language partner because we are eventually stop talking to each other. It's like, you know, uh, life. But like, uh, I think that when it's in person, when you meet someone in person and then you actually commit, like, I think it's easier to maintain as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. But changing a little bit of topics, Sam, like once we're already, like, uh, in the middle or almost in the end of the episode, i would like to know your updates how like we would like to talk about chinese like mandarin and japanese what are the what the updates you have
1: all right so i have sad news because i stopped learning japanese because you know i actually had this plan of starting um of learning japanese until june Um, so i i did it okay like I, i came like until june but then, like, what happens is I wasn't very pleased with my Serbian and Russian levels among that uh, time I spent learning also Japanese, you know. I feel like uh, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to Serbian and, and Russian, and uh, I didn't like that, you know. Uh, so I decided to give Japanese a break for now, but uh, I definitely want to come back to it. I'm not going to be happy, like, you know, in the future if I don't know Japanese, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay now. But like, I feel like if I don't go back to Japanese at some point, I feel like I'm going to be missing something. Okay. Cause like, um, bro, I just love, like, honestly, you know what, what, draw me or like drew me to Japanese is definitely anime. Like, I used to watch a lot of anime and like, I always wanted to understand, like, it's my dream. Honestly, it still is to watch that thing without subtitles. Like, I have to achieve this goal in my life. You know, I want to watch Naruto and understand everything. What about you? How's your... Um, you, you recently started Chinese. How's that yeah,
0: going? I started today. So today is uh, the 26th. I started today and we were talking earlier that for me, of course I checked a little bit about the pronunciation last week. Uh, tones and how some sounds. And it's, it's funny because today having the first contact, it's... Uh, I think the challenge is if I have like uh, dialogues in Chinese and in English the the challenge is to know what means what because if if you understand like oh do you speak chinese but then we see in chinese and you don't know where is you where you speak where is the you know like is everything completely new and i think this is the uh, what i can tell about the first contact but you know i'm I'm really chilled i i want to learn that slowly i don't have a lot of like no pressure Uh, i want to enjoy that i want to consume a lot of content but i also want to learn a lot about china uh try to learn about chinese culture traditions Uh, i really love chinese proverbs they always they always have something really interesting to say and chinese food i don't know if you like chinese food but it's even funny because some some of my friends they were for the polyglot gathering here and they were saying why in poland you eat only asian food and actually that's true like there are so many asian restaurants in warsaw that i mean i can say that i when i'm outside i think 80 percent of the times i I eat asian food and also chinese it's also an opportunity to speak chinese yeah and so uh, i can't wait to to learn some phrases to be able to use them and if you want to join me with this this challenge yeah that, that would be great but something that i had to talk about learning multiple languages uh with lucas and he gave me a very interesting tip because he told me um when you speak languages from different families then if you if one of them if you first learn one of them to a very high level the other ones are almost for free not for free but um it's, it becomes much easier and I, I can say that all the the progress that i made in ukraine and belarusian it was because my polish was quite okay i would say my polish was b2 and I mean, but I imagine if my Polish would be C1, I would have learned even more, like even faster. And Lucas Tom told me that when he started learning Ukrainian, his Russian was already really good, and so he was just uh, using the Russian as a base to learn Ukrainian. So that's why he learned Ukrainian extremely well and fast. And maybe that could be also like a, a tip for you and for me, in the sense like I maybe it would be the once polish is my best slavic language maybe i should improve it um and it will help me to improve the other ones and maybe for you to focus on serbian i think is your best uh, slavic language right and if, yeah. you, if you if you reach a c1 in, in the serbian i think russian and other slavic language then they, they will become much easier uh that's that's definitely something that i i would try to do uh this is a goal a goal that i have for it, it was my birthday and i usually make the the goal the goals from my birthday right so one of the goals is to improve my polish because i i don't feel a lot of progress from last year to this year um uh, i think that i kept the the level maybe it's a little bit more automatic but still i feel that my polish is uh should be better i live in poland and it will also help me with the other Slavic languages. And, yeah. Uh, and w- what, what are your mind now? That you said that you want to... What, what are your plans, actually? You told me that you want to focus more on Russian and Serbian. Japanese maybe put aside. Are you planning to start a new language?
1: Bro, like, honestly, uh, I was about to just focus on Serbian and Russian, but honestly, I'm starting to think, like, to, like, do, like, a, a sprint on Chinese. Like, do, like, three months Chinese. Like, just, like, a challenge thing. Mm-hmm. And then see what, what I do from there. Because I like to do that, you know? I like to make the goals and then, like, see what's going to happen, like, when I get there. How do I feel, you know? And reevaluate. This is what I do. So, like, um, uh, I, by the way, I want to uh, say something about Polish. Because you said, like, you you kept your level. And, bro, it's totally understandable because, like... Um, because, for example, you live in Poland and you use the language, like, every day, like, usually you use the language. And it's good because you're practicing and stuff like that from uh, one side, like, on one hand, is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the other hand, uh, I think that's also, like, hard to, like, push yourself when you're already getting all the practice, man. Like, you're already uh, having uh, the content anyways. <laughs> so, like, I think that's also something that's, like, you have to push yourself to, like... Go with like, learn more. And that's, like, also tricky. I never yeah. experienced that. So, like, I, I, I think I can understand what you mean.
0: But, you know, what I, what I feel that I know, especially now, like, talking with Lucas about that, uh, that I think my Polish is pretty good when it comes to daily things. Everything from daily things is going to the restaurant, ordering something, talking to someone, like, basic conversations. It, it's pretty okay. Like, uh, I can do that easily. But when it comes to talk about a, like a specific topic, to read something in Polish, to read the news, and, then I started get in trouble. And also, I've never learned the grammar in Polish and it was always okay. But I think if I want to reach the C1 level, I, I need to fix some grammar mistakes that I make all the time. And I think that's the moment. I think I arrive in this moment that I need to understand a little bit better the grammar to, to reach a higher level, to stop making the same mistakes all the time. Because when you are living in, in a country that, and you want to learn the language from the country, I think that, the, the at least for me, the, my thought was I want to start communicating. And I didn't care a lot about making mistakes and about um, uh, learning the grammar. So I think it was good. It was a good approach. But I think I already arrived in the moment that I need to fix this this mistakes. I need to actually learn the grammar, um, maybe find a tutor or understand a little bit the language, understand the language a little bit better because I cannot live superficially only in Polish, right? I I would like to go to, like, deeper topics and talk about different things and, yeah, so that's definitely something I I would like to do.
1: Absolutely. I totally get you. I I think a lot of people can relate to you because I do (laughs) when you say, like, you need to fix some of the repetitive mistakes you make. I think whenever we are in the intermediate-advanced level, like, if you are either an intermediate or intermediate-advanced, you hit this plateau where you're, like, some stuff you're very confident with, like, you're really good at, because you're doing them repetitively. But, like, uh, some things are just, like, you can't do. Like, you see the mistakes that you keep making, and that's what you should attack. Like, absolutely, I agree 100%. And I have to make an announcement, because we're going towards the end of the episode. I want to say... Um, I want to say that I will start learning Chinese. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's learn Chinese. <laughs> <Yeah>. Important <laughs> announcement here. I'm saying that like, okay for three months. So like, I can go from 26th of June. Yeah. I can go June or July, August, September. So like, it's the, yeah. po-
0: the polyglotar. Yeah, so the polyglotar <laughs> Chinese. I think it it can be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what I happens. share with you some documents. some um, flashcards and yeah let's awesome. do that yeah and also Slav- I would like to, I would like to, yeah i would like to tell uh, people that learn slavic languages about what I, I just mentioned uh it's a little bit demotivating when you start learning a slavic language because you it's hard to build your own sentences because of the cases so very often you try to build a very simple sentence like i have a dog and then you mistake the case and the sentence is wrong even if you say it's so basic and at a certain point i decided to not care about these mistakes and i feel i feel that is also right i feel you also do that with serbian right you just try to develop your confidence talking try to fix that of course like with other languages i make less mis- grammar mistakes like i think i make less grammar mistakes in ukrainian in belarusian than i make in polish because i already learned the the phrases with flashcards since the beginning. Uh, I memorized already the cases, so I could understand, and I already knew the concept, so it also helped me. But what, that's how, what I can tell people: don't don't lose your motivation if you are making mistakes all the time, uh, because it's part of the the process. And uh, but these mistakes they're understandable. Like people will still understand you, even if, if it's wrong. It's just a detail, it's just ending. It's not like the tones in Chinese. That if you mistake the tone, it will be hard to, to be understood, right? So, yeah, uh, that, that's, like, a message I have to, to people.
1: Also, like, yeah, I think uh, we, as language learners, usually uh, what happens, uh, like, if you, are, if you are, like, someone who learns multiple languages, or just a second language, but you've been doing it for uh, some time, you probably suffer from the, the, like, I need to say everything right syndrome. Yes, because <laughs> like I'm like that like I know because like I and also I see a notice around other people too if you compare like, I, I, I think I said this before I'm, I'm not sure if it was here or not uh, but like if you compare a language learner let's say me, Eliseo, or other language learner someone who's been doing it for at least like three years or something or four years at least at least four years okay three, four years um, this, you're going to notice that this person like has a better if they compare it to someone else Just like learning the the language on like because of a hobby or because of a job, let's say not a hobby, but like they learned the language for a job or they did a course in that language. To me, like honestly, it's easy to say that the person who like just does it out of love or of passion or like learns multiple languages just as an enthusiast usually is gonna pronounce stuff better or like have a better pronunciation of the words. the person who learns it in a course or for a job but they're not passionate about it because like i noticed that we pay too much attention to that and like that can also be bad like if you are putting too much pressure on yourself to say everything right or like to get every case right or to like sound like i had to now my god i'm stupid because i said it's wrong if you're always like that that can be bad and i think allowing yourself to just mess up is good you know to just Um, of course I'm not saying don't correct your mistakes, that's not what I'm saying but don't feel the pressure that you need to say everything right either, right? when you're saying and you made a mistake, it's fine go correct it after but don't feel like bad in the moment like don't don't beat yourself up that doesn't make
0: sense totally, totally, totally agree with you Uh, it's important and you said about, but I think also we have this feeling like sometimes especially in Slavic languages, I say a phrase that I'm not very convinced that is correctly correctly and then i asked the person is it correct and i said yeah everything's yeah it's like wow didn't expect and you are happy for that but i think because it's so hard to to especially when it's a phrase that you have like a different case with ad, of adjective or sometimes like a relative uh k sentence with uh, like another sentence and it gets like harder to use it. and when you do that you you are happy but at the end is like i think making these mistakes are important yeah like uh and also that, that always what i tell people that about this this language is that once you already seen many examples when you first see the the grammar rule you understand and say oh okay i have been mistaken this that's true yeah so yeah it's part of the process and as i said i remember when i interviewed the interviewed you the first time our friend leo leo bonotto he chose you and the topic was uh, how to deal with mistakes and how, how to sp- uh, deal with the fear of speaking yeah and that's all, uh, actually something something that I really learned from you and I really appreciate how you speak even if you make mistakes even if you don't speak well even if you haven't reached a, a very high level you are there you're already speaking making a live and I think it's it's really nice it's really nice because I always hear from many people ah, oh, I don't feel comfortable to speak if I don't speak well yeah but if you don't speak you will not speak well so it's a dilemma, right? It's a, almost like a paradox.
1: You're going to see my Chinese, like actually like one of the things that motivated me to also start learning Chinese is like uh, Xiaoma. So, uh-huh. like look at his videos, so, like I'm going to do reactions. I just don't know how I'm going to record though. because like I don't think you know, I won't have to hide the camera <laughs> cuz I think like people working in restaurants around here, they don't like that, you know, they don't like being recorded.
0: Oh yeah, can be, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's Maybe why he like hide a- the camera too, right?
0: yeah maybe a camera like on the shoulder or something but yeah definitely i think they will be really happy yeah absolutely
1: like that doesn't happen yeah. here i think i'm going be the first guy for definitely like it's not common you're not going to see that someone speaking chinese with not chinese in yeah or something.
0: totally totally <laughs> i also want to do that i hope they will not think that i am chinese because uh, i have the situation that people think that i'm from the country there because uh, i have a more or less like a a generic appearance right so it could be from any place in the world so it's like uh, uh it's a little bit hard to get these reactions but yeah that, that's something i would like to
1: it's crazy it's crazy man it's crazy that the assumptions that people make like actually a lot of people don't know that in russia that could be asian people in russia people don't know that a lot of people don't know
0: that. <laughs> yeah that's but uh, honestly i think i didn't know uh before arriving here yeah hmm. so neither
1: i just rec- I just know about this like recently. I think like probably one year ago, two years ago, something like that. Two years.
0: Yeah, because I think that the the image that Russian sells, at least to Brazil, is a blonde people, Slavic people. So yeah.
1: It's not true at all. Like a lot of people are just brunettes.
0: <laughs> yes. Uh. So yeah, I'm really glad you're joining the challenge with Chinese i uh, can't wait to start uh yeah so we can create a group i have also a friend my friend navana is also starting learning chinese so we can also create a group and yeah i think that, that, that there's gonna, there's gonna be fun and let's see how it will how it will be and next time uh, we can we can check how how will be our chinese after one month
1: Awesome! Not, no pressure at all. After one month, let's see how you do.
0: <laughs> no, no, I mean, for, it's just let's see how, how the, the funny stories you know about the words that do not exist in other languages, the particles and these things that I, I'm pretty sure that I will get shocked every day, and we'll be <laughs> learning something new.
1: Definitely, and you know, I'm going to be speaking in the restaurant from like I'm from first week. I'm going to try words with them. Definitely.
0: Yeah that that is really cool. I also I will also try it. I hope they will understand me. Awesome. Awesome. Good yeah. luck to us. Yeah, so anything else, Sam? Anything else you wanna share?
1: I think like um to end on that note of um just put just putting yourself out there and like trying uh to use the language. Uh even though like your level is not that good. Like what I'm gonna do with Chinese, for example. <laughs> Uh, I think it's uh it's really cool and like focus on don't focus on like your performance too much, but f- rather focus on the interaction like focus on having fun and actually like impacting the other person because like it's always cool to see the reaction and like uh, if you speak Chinese for someone for example, or even like Russian honestly like if you just surprise someone with Russian, like they would be like very surprised uh, if you just speak their language. Um, Then I think it's really cool. Like I think you just just try, and you're gonna be amazed about. Like after you do it, the feeling you know after it is gonna feel much better than the fear you had before you did it. You know.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it motivates. It motivates a lot. Yeah, you're right. And and I think also when you are from very far away country and you speak the language of the person. You get into experiences. The people they will start talking about their country. They will invite you to events, and they start getting into the community. And that's something. That's something. What I do in Belarus, and I've been to a Belarusian event on weekend. And I'm, and I think mostly uh, a lot lot because of the language, right? Because I met a lot of people because of the language, and language connect people, right? Yeah, Gabriel,
1: Gabriel, (laughs) put
0: Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think that's it for today. Uh, so thanks everyone to that listened to, to this episode. If you have any suggestions for the next episodes, you can send us. And yeah, uh, maybe we have a surprise in the next in the next month. Awesome! Thank you guys.
1: Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate that. If you like this episode, and you wanna you think other people that you know would also like that, make sure you shared it with them so they can also listen to it. I'm sure that's going to be something for them in here as well. And, uh, you know, just do a good deed and share it with someone
0: you care about. Yeah, totally. And don't forget to follow us on social media and on your favorite podcast platform. And to follow us, me and Sam, all the links will be in the description. Thank you all. (laughs) Take (laughs) care.